Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Media Podcast with me, Reese Saunders. Joining me as always are my two trusted associates, my my assistant coach, my first team coach, Carl Pierce and Liam Hall. How are you, gentlemen? Hello, Reese. I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Hey everyone, I'm back. I, I know I'm, I wasn't here last week. I know I got a lot of emails. I got a lot of your personal letters, and I heard, I read them all. And um, I want to show you I'm back. I'm back for good. So please do not worry anymore. It, everything's all right, and you know I, I'll never leave you again, my lovelies. Until next week. Until next week. Yes. You read all. You read all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> all two million yes i know it, it was it was quite astonishing we, we only have like 15 listeners but i've got two million emails it's kind of incredible <laughs> to be honest yeah how, um, how many were for your mom to take to stop banging upstairs well there's a few a few, few for my mom and then there's some from like you know avoiding taxes and stuff but you know that doesn't really matter anyway <laughs> um and you know just yeah so but you know i heard all of you and um yeah i love you all and that's what we are. We're loving people, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, we're here, as always, to talk about the Premier League fixtures that have gone on the, the weekend, uh, mixed results for our respective clubs. Uh, we'll get into them later. But we start with the Friday night kickoff between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Crystal Palace at the Molyneux Wolves going out 2-0 winners. Uh, Crystal Palace having a man sent off through uh, Milojojevic, but um, Aint Nori and Podent scoring four Wolves. <sighs> this, yeah, this this was a fun way to start off the weekend. Aye. I enjoyed, mm. I, yeah, I enjoyed watching Wolves win 2-0. I can imagine you, you <laughs> loved it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, look, it started. I mean, Palace started starting off well. Batshuayi had a goal disallowed, correctly, correctly dis- disallowed. Yes. Uh, before uh, the debutant Ryan Aitnori scored an 80th minute hustle, and then um, <laughs> po- and then Poland's doubling the side's advantage nine minutes later hustle, and uh, <laughs> basically it was just, it was just all Wolves and. Um, that Palace thought they had a penalty where Willy Wanker Bolly um, <laughs> brought, brought Dave Van Arnholt, but uh, Martin Atkinson, his decision was overturned. It was all just because Van Arnholt was offside. But Wolves frustratingly level on points and Everton and Liverpool after this game. Um, guys, what, what, did you th- what do you think of Wolves this season? Do you think, they've, do you think they're a dark horse for, for Europe? Uh, you know, I, I think we're dark horse for the title. Best, best team in the Midlands by far, absolutely. Oh, so, sorry, I just, I just threw up in my mouth when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? It's, it's Crystal Palace. Like, you know, I, I, I think we're, gonna, I think we're gonna have a few problems this season. I have to be honest, but um, you know, they, they performed well. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, Wolves will be up and about the top half of the table. It's still a really good team and they they seem to yeah they, they they just seem to be um a very competitive team nowadays mm. no they are i mean i uh, i it pains me it pains me so much but did you watch it on the box office i, I i'm i'm assuming of course of course i watched it on the box office yes course, I we, we all did didn't we 
Yeah, yeah, of course we do. Who isn't yeah. gonna shell out fifteen pound for Wolves versus Crystal Palace? Yeah, madmen, madmen, Carl, madmen. VIP League got IC people, but um, no, um, I just give you a little website there, people, if you listen quietly. Um, but no, Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> Wolves do play well though, as as we said, and what they've done is they've took advantage of the connections they've got with um. Super agent, uh, I can't. It's off the top of my head. I can't remember what his name is. But um, what they've done, they've, they've exploited it. They've they've gambled on it. They've got some. Basically, they've got some really good attacking, really good attacking players. They've got some really good defensive players. And what they've done is, uh, it doesn't look at all that they're missing Jota. Because I thought they would. I thought they missed Jota big time. Mm. But mm. They, they're not. And opponents is like coming into his own because he, he, he joined from Olympiacos. He, I think it was January he joined and he just tried to find his feet and now he looks like he has and it's really, really, really annoying. But, he's a very uh, good player. Oh, he's a great player. Great player. Uh, but just a stat though about this uh, Ike, uh, Ike Nori. He became the Wolves' second, Wolves' youngest ever goal scorer in a Premier League at 19 years and 146 days. <sighs> So envious to be. I wish I was 19 years and 100. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I feel, too, I feel like 146 years and 19 days. That's what I feel like. Um, <laughs> but no, Wolves, Wolves did look good. Um, and yeah. yeah. They, were, they, all, they were paid very well. They all had, all had very good feet. And they, you know, I think they're a really good team. Oh, yeah. I disagree with your Palace thing, though. I don't think Palace will be in trouble. I think Palace will be. 11th, 12th, maybe. I think it really uh, depends on, on Zahavo. How long you can keep him motivated for? I, I, I think, see, we had this conversation with Zaha last week, me and Cardi, but like, I compared Zaha is, is a Matt Letizia sort of figure for Crystal Palace. And mm. if, if he doesn't play well, Palace doesn't play well. And if he plays well, Palace play well. And I, I think I think he'll stay to the end of the season. I really do because yes, yeah. I I, but then I can't see any big team coming in for him. I really can't. Maybe someone international. I, I can't see him staying in in England. Maybe, maybe that wouldn't be a bad shout. Actually, going going abroad. I mean, Carl, you said last week you'd love to Zaha to have another chat. You'd love to have a play like Zaha at Man United right now. So. Maybe that could be an avenue he could I mean, revisit. Yeah, I mean, we could do with all the bloody hell we can get at the moment. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. Um, um, so, just, just some stats. Um, so, Liam, there's a new part of the podcast. It's called Saunders' Stat Attack. Oh, uh, I'm very excited. Hit me, hit me with your stats. Yeah, so uh, so each of Wolves' last nine victories have come without conceding a goal. Um. Wolves will end the day. Well, they ended the day in third place in the Premier League. Their highest position this far in a top-flight season since October 1979. And just one stat: since Roy Hodgson's first game in charge of Palace in September 2017, the Eagles have failed to score in 39 league matches, with only Brighton drawing a blank on more occasions. So. Just some little stats there before we... Mm, they need to improve in front of goal then, clearly. Well, the thing is, they bought Batshuayi. They've got Batshuayi on loan. And I think, everyone's thinking, oh, Batshuayi on loan. I think this could be a chance for him to, to really show that he's a Premier League quality striker. Maybe it'll come, maybe it won't, but I, I, can't, I can't see him being a Chelsea player after this loan spell. I really can't. Mm. 
No, it's a shame it's because I, I think he has to believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to think that he's actually a Chelsea player. That's the thing with Batshuayi. I mean, to be fair, it's hard to believe that Benteke is a Premier League um, player. But, you know, here we are. Oh, I, I hate, I, I really don't like when people criticise Benteke on his ability and stuff like that. Because Benteke... He can be good. I'm so, see, going to Liverpool ruined Benteke because he yes. went from being a big fish in a little pond at Villa to being a, big, a little fish in a big pond. The price tag didn't help at all. He scored, he scored, a, he scored some goals to Liverpool, but then went to Palace, and then I just, I just hope, I hope it clicks for him. What just clicks for him? Because on his day, he's a great striker. So, well, in theory, like you know, he he could, he could be like almost like a Giroud figure for that kind of club, but it it, it just hasn't seemed to click for him for whatever reason. Maybe it's a style of football. We don't know. Uh, but we move on to, to Saturday's game. We start with the early kickoff. Sheffield United against Man City at Bramall Lane. Um, this this wasn't on pay per view, guys. This was on BT Sport. So I watched this one. And <laughs> what do you mean you watch all of them, Reese? No, what? No, it was. Yeah, I always watch them. Jesus Christ! Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, City versus Sheffield United, Man City winning 1-0, virtual courtesy to a Kyle Walker goal. What It was a very well-taken strike. Mm. He, he, he's really come into his own this season, I think, Kyle Walker. Yeah. Yeah, because I was there in a lot of chat uh, pre-season that was in danger of being uh, sold or moved on, but he seems to have started the season well enough. I, I, I don't think City could afford to lose another defender in that position, especially in that position that he plays, because he plays right back. He can play centre mm. off. I don't think City could afford to lose any more defenders because defensively they are fragile. For the first time in years, City are fragile at the back, and it's weird to say that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this it was it was a routine victory for Man City. They did play really well in this game. Um, Sheffield United did have their moments, um, but they just lacked to finish in touch in the second half, especially Lundgren. Um, he had an effort just over the crossbar in the 70th minute. That was the pick of their chances, really, that they Probably had. Oh, we should have scored. But it leaves Sheffield United with a winning uh, this season. Only one of the team has done that. We'll, we don't know who, and we'll get to them fuckers in a bit. Mm. Um, Can't think who it is. No, I can't either, Wankers. But this moves up to this moves City into seventh, um, and to be honest, they are they are unbeaten mm-hmm. in the last seven games in all competitions. So it feels like they are moving in the right direction after their sluggish start to the season, we should say. Um, but, not particularly convincing, though. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was only Sheffield United and. Um, They've already set the world on fire, have they? Man I mean, City. yeah, they've had eight shots on target, and that's so to score from eight shots on target. I think that's, I don't know. I, normally, I could have done a little bit better. Normally, Man City have eight shots on target. It's normally like six nil. So, but Sheffield <laughs> did uh, such a good season last year into well, until after um, the lockdown. Anyway, uh, they look in real trouble. Yeah. But I, mean, I completely agree. I feel like it's. I, I know. I know. Everybody says it's the second season of the syndrome. It's like kicked in for them, and mm. um, 
it just feels like they've lost that spark that they had last season because they they were fearless last year. They actually they weren't afraid to attack teams and everything mm. like that. I don't think. I mean, it's not, I don't think Ryan Brewster. He, he's not a 23 million, 23 million pound player in the nicest nicest way I could say. I don't think he's worth that. And the account the, the account that Liverpool in the person who tried to sell is a fucking genius. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, 15 million, nine, 15 million for Ive, 19 million for Solanke, 23 million pay for Brewster. Incredible. Um, but I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you that they're not convincing, but that's because they... They haven't got an out-and-out striker. Yeah, that is true, and, and we, we we don't even know when um, Aguero is even going to return. Well, uh, it was all talk. It was two weeks, so I recommend November eighth he could be back. But again, it's he comes back, but how long is he going to stay fit for? Because he's immensely talented, probably one of the best strikers the Premier League has ever seen. Mm. And it's just it's his injuries that let him down, and. He, I think City need need to buy a striker because uh, where's Jesus? Is Jesus injured as well? Because he didn't even make he wasn't in the squad. He wasn't in the starting lineup. Yeah, I, I uh, think he's injured also. And uh, Raheem Sterling, very good winger, not a striker. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder why why don't we just use one of their academy talents? I mean, I mean, clearly um, he doesn't think they're up to, up to snuff, but. It could be worth giving him a try. I mean, I mean, Garcia turned out pretty decent. So did Foden. I, I don't know. There might be a gem in there somewhere. It's it's a different position though, because like defensively, you want the defender and the midfielder there. Yes, they've got Liam. They've got Liam Delap, Rory's son, who scored in a cup game. Mm. Uh, maybe could give him a go, but it's it's a tough he's ask. Midfielder. To go. He's midfielder as well, isn't he? I thought it was a strike. I thought it was a strike. If he's midfielder, I, I, I take that back. But it's a hard task to go in at Man City knowing full well that you've got to go and score goals and you've got to immediately hit the, hit the deck running and some players don't do that. And uh, I do feel for some young players in, in that regard because, yeah, it, it doesn't work. It probably won't work out for them. But um, good thing about this, though, is um, Carl Walker scoring against his, his boyhood club because he, he's a Sheffield United fan and um, he, he, he was asked... Why didn't he celebrate? I think he answered about my mum and dad live in the city and there'll be a bit of abuse if I celebrated, so it's a bit muted. <laughs> Good oh. reason, is that any? Oh, God. Imagine celebrating your mum chasing you with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But no, I mean, Sheffield United, they did have their chances, though. They, they did create. And as I said, if they had a finishing touch, if they if they had a striker or a midfielder, they could finish. It could have been a different result. It, it could have been easily a draw. Maybe Sheffield United win, but uh, it just it feels like they're just lacking that killer edge. And they've got a goal. They've got a goal scorer in their squad, but they won't play him. Billy Sharp. Billy Sharp. Ah, he's a bit of a championship quality player. No, no offense to him. I I, I I was never really particularly convinced by him. Great player. No, they must. I'll give him a chance because they, they, they need something, Sheffield. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, but I, I think but I want to commend City on their defending. I think they did defend. They did defend quite well. Um, I just think Garcia. Yeah, he, he looks good, but they just 
They're missing a leader. They need a leader at that back for mm. it's yeah, yeah. But um just some stats before we move on from, from this game. Uh Chris Wilder is on ninety nine wins as Sheffield United boss, but he's with without a win in 11 games in all competitions um, this, this is the longest winless run in his whole career so he's never been in this position before um, Sheffield United have picked up just one point for the first seven league games of the season for the first time since 1975-76 six of Man City's defender six of Man City's defender Carl Walker's uh, goals have scored from outside the box with today his first strike his first away goal in the Premier League so all of his goals have been scored at home apart from this one. Here's a question for you, actually. Who do you think has been a better signing for City? Do you think it's been um, Laporte or um, Kyle Walker? Because, I mean, you know, Laporte's been injured a lot, but I think he, he, he's definitely a leader for, to a certain extent. I, I agree. I, I, I'd go with... I have to go with Walker. Pure the fact is Walker's played more than Laporte and Walker's Laporte's yeah Laporte makes a difference when he plays but it's can Laporte stay fit enough to play a full season and I don't think he can yeah it's a shame because I mean yeah, he's, he's a classic player Walker. Mm. well I'm surprised they haven't used him as um, like a right side of centre back to be honest well, no, because they, they play, they play, he's five at the back, even though he, he, he is five at the back, but they do, can Salo on the left, walk on the right. And I think that works better for them because Salo on his day is a, he's a fantastic footballer. I just can't walk mm. on his day. And I think when they, when they get them two playing, I think it, it does improve the, the City team. But I think City need, I think City need De Bruyne to stop firing again because I think he's just looked lack, lackluster since coming uh, since the season started uh, they need a striker and they do need a leader at the back so it does feel like they are kind of slightly depending on De Bruyne right now which is a little bit worrying but what a player to depend on though <laughs> true yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'd give anything to have a De Bruyne-esque player at my club I would. Oh, same, I, I definitely would. <laughs> I mean, I, I would happily sacrifice one of you to, to have De Bruyne at my club. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I honestly wouldn't blame you. Who yeah. wants to go first? <laughs> Take me, why not? I, I'm never going to It's fine. Um, but no, uh, we move on to our next game. Burnley versus Chelsea. Chelsea running out 3-0 winners. Uh, Ziyech, Zuma and Werner scoring. Ziek looks to be a fantastic signing for them. Yeah, they're, they're starting to click now, aren't they, some of these new signings? Um, they seem to be struggling in the early games, but Werner's got a few goals now. Ziek's looking, looking the business. And, and Zuma, he, he quite often seems to pop up with a goal nowadays, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's had. I think having the low spells away, I think, really helped him because he looks. He looks a more accomplished defender now. He looks. Mm. He looks better on the ball. He looks mm. sharper with his tackles stuff like that. And also, he's playing alongside one of the best defenders in the modern era, in Thiago Silva. So the amount of knowledge and he can learn off him it is incredible. But there is just one player for me that isn't working at Chelsea. That's Havertz. Yeah, well, maybe it'll take a bit longer for him, or 
Has he been he, played in the right position? So far. I, I think... I think Ziyech, obviously Ziyech scored in the Champions League in the week and then he scored this game as well. I think he looks very sharp. I think he looks he looks to be a, a great player and how nobody, nobody, no other big team stumped up £30 million to sign him. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, think... It, it can be a bit of a risk signing from Dutch leagues, though. I think that's very interesting. Suarez? Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely some that, some that have worked out, but it's, it's definitely a risk, you know, because I mean, you never know what you're going to get with some people. I'm just going, I'm just going to name some great players that have come. I mean, there, I, I agree, there'll be some duds come from from there, but Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie, mm. um, <laughs> um, I mean, Suarez came from there. Um, I mean, if I can name some of the players that have come from the Dutch league, Bergkamp came from there, Van der Sar. Mm. Ex- so they're, they're producing great players. I understand, I understand there's been some yeah. good, but it's mainly they've been great players. But um, Ziyech proved it when he played and when, the, when that, that fantastic Champions League run that they had two years ago that he was a, he was a great player. And I, I, I was shocked that nobody went in for them, especially your two clubs. I think your two clubs could could have used a Ziyech S player. We'd have spent we'd have spent all the transfer window trying to get his price down or. Working out how to pay for him in installments, so. <laughs> and then maybe you just buy someone from West Brom. Like you, you never really know who, who you could end up with. Striker. But to be honest, like, it might not be a bad if you guys find Pereira. I don't know. Strike two. Why mm-hmm. are you babbling about him? He's on a big. He's 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 a salty West Brom child, yeah. But um, <laughs> sorry. Um. Yeah. Stop it. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I think. But I, I, another good thing for Chelsea though is it's their fourth clean sheet in a row. Um, yeah. mm. Mendy's only conceded one goal in six games, whereas Kepa conceded thirty-seven in three. So, uh, <laughs> massive difference, isn't it? Jesus, <laughs> I, I mean, Kepa. Oh, he's just, he, I, I, I don't think I've seen a goalkeeper fall from grace as quick as him. Probably Joe Hart is up there as well. But Kepa, for his age, just he just looks like he's regressed. Yeah, he's not lived up to the his price tag or billing or anything, has he? It's uh it's not been, I wonder, good for him in the Premier saw, League. I wonder what we saw in him to pay that kind of price. He's young. That's the only thing I can well, think. Well, if you remember, David De Gea really struggled in his first season. Yeah. I mean, so does Chesney. You know, it, but, it can it can just change. But yeah, David De Gea cost eighteen million quid. He didn't cost seventy two million. Yeah, still a reasonable amount when we paid that for True. ten eleven years ago, whatever it was now. Um, we still paid it off. <laughs> probably. But you, you do see it a lot of goalkeepers. Especially from um, Spain and, and Italy and that. They do seem to struggle in England. I don't know if it's the way we play the ball in compared to other teams or what, but they, they do seem to take a while to adapt sometimes. I give you that because our league, it's more physical and it's it's big. The players seem bigger in this league as well. I mean, I, I was there for the highest second game against West Brom and 
he 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 had an absolute nair. He was he fumbled every cross. The goal he conceded was poor. Um, and he, I, 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 from that performance, I didn't think I would have saw the goalkeeper became because Ooh. David De Gea is still in the top five goalkeepers in the world. He's definitely up there, and he's been a he's been a lot better um, this season. This season so far, I would say, yeah, <laughs> a bit more assured. Yeah, but we, we we get back to the we get back to the Chelsea game. Chelsea just looked very composed. I mean, on the right, I think Ziyech and Werner they look very good together. They look like they've got a little bit of a, a partnership already there forming. They look very slick on the ball. Um, Chelsea just controlled this game. Just it was it was hard to see Burnley ever getting anything from it because Chelsea were just so commanding, so devastating in how they played football and their attacking football was just. It was. It was a. It was when they played. When they when they played well, it was a. It was a sight to behold. I tell mm. you, a player that impressed me enough for Chelsea this season. Uh, yeah, a player I thought would be forgotten is Mason Mount. I think Ma- Mount's had a very good season for them so far. Well, he started. He started last season off really, really well and looked promising, but he sort of fell off a cliff a little bit as the season progressed. But um, he still looks uh, a really good player, and Lampard's obviously a big admirer of him. Yeah, Liam, do you do you, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be quite scary going forward if we can keep this up. It just 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 the Chelsea going forward. You've got they've still got Pulisic. They've got Zverna, Abraham, Giroud, Havertz, Ziyech. It's a scary, scary proposition to play. If they're all fine, it's gonna be absolutely terrifying. But uh, man, of the match though was Katsuma. He just looked so, so composed. He just looked so good at the back. He just looked, he he, he looks matured. He looks rejuvenated in, in his Chelsea career. And I hope he, I hope he stays injury free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, sorry. No, no, carry on. I was gonna say, I think we also need to like shout out Thiago Silva. I was really worried him com- coming into this league because of he's lost a lot of pace because he's quite old, but. I think he's become. I think he's adapted really, really well. He's a proper leader. Yeah, he had a mayor, he had a mayor on his first game, didn't he? Mm. He's, uh, proved his, he's proved his debt as wrong since then. I agree. I agree completely. I think, but I think this was the best league for him to come to, though, because it's a lot slower. I mean, he could have stayed in the Farmers League and uh, not be um, challenged at all. But he decided to come to. He decided to leave the peasants. With their cheese and baguettes, and to join a proper league, and he's adapted well, as you said. I think he's, I think he's, I, I can't imagine who I'm slagging off, but he has played really well since joining Chelsea. So I, I, I'm impressed by him. But just some stats before we, we move on from this game. Uh, Chelsea won six of their seven away Premier League matches against Burnley, winning each of their last four in a row. And Ziek became the first Chelsea player to score in his first two starts for the club since Diego Costa back in August 2014. Mm, impressive. Jeez. Yeah. Man, good, good for him. He's been waiting a while. Mm, I, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, we move on to the last game on Saturday. Uh, Liverpool versus West Ham at the at Anfield. West Ham losing... Uh, sorry, Liverpool winning 2-1 goals from Salah and Jota after four nails had uh, given West Ham the lead after 10 minutes. 
contentious decision. I think there's one thing we could talk about here to, to kick off is, was it a penalty, yes or no? I've not seen it, so I couldn't really say. My dad seemed pretty convinced it was a penalty there. I, have, I haven't seen it either, but I'm just going to assume that... Uh, it's Liverpool, so probably no. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's Liverpool. So I'm, I'm just going to say no, it was, a, it was a robbery, daylight robbery. I watched this game, so uh, so, yeah, so so yeah. No, Liverpool just sloppy again at the back. They conceded first again. Gomez um, just poor header out from the back. Fournells slotting in, uh, good finish by Fournells. But then Liverpool, for me, it wasn't a penalty. Salah made a meal of it. Masuaku does make a little bit of contact with it, but Salah just makes an absolute meal of it and just flops on the floor. Um, he converted it in 42 minutes, but then um, Jota then had a goal disallowed for offside. Liverpool just looked looked like they were just running out of steam, running out of like, like a plan to break down this West Ham team. Um, but yeah, had a goal disallowed for VAR, Mane fouling Ogbonna, but then Jota scoring in the 85th minute after a good pass by um, Jordan Shakiri. Um, best player on the pitch though was Nat Phillips. Um, the day the, the day was at centre half because the, 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 obviously because he got Van Dijk injured and so on. And but he, he looked really good. The back looked really composed. Um, he looked fantastic. Many years above how old he actually is. I think he's about three. And <laughs> um, he looked really good. Um, but yeah, it's just Liverpool. Liverpool just look. They don't look like the team of the last two years, but they're still managing to find wins. And yeah. I think for me, that's a sign of a great team. The fact that you yeah, can play, still so much more worrying that they're getting wins that maybe they don't necessarily deserve um, mm. than just dominating teams because it shows you they have got another gear to go up. And if they're still winning now... What's it going to be like when they do start clicking again? Oh, exactly. I think I, I think Jota looks a, a great signing for them. He just looks really seeing mm. this form that he's played. He, he had Wolves. He's continuing to be on, and people are laughing at the forty-plus million pound yeah, price. Paid I for wasn't him. laughing, but I wasn't hundred percent sure if it'd be good enough for Liverpool. You see it a lot when teams like Liverpool and even United and that by players from the you know standout players from the clubs like Wolves it, it doesn't always happen for them does it but so far Jota's looking the business has to be said yeah, yeah exactly and I think and also Taylor the player as well that, that did really well when he came on with Shakira. now Shakira obviously he, he feels like a forgotten man at Liverpool but Shakira, Shakira, his hips don't lie Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. I'm proud of you, but yet ashamed of you. Fuck <laughs> 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 it, that was great. Um, but no, I think Sh- Shakiri. Oh, I can't say that. Shakira, Shakira. Um, <laughs> he, he, I hate you. Um, he, yeah, he came on did really well. Um, he feels like he's a forgotten man at Liverpool. Yeah, he's, but... a, great, he's a great player. He's not a, he's not a prolific goal scorer but he scores those really special goals that no one else can doesn't he he's, he's, he's got a bit of 
flair and spark to his play that you that you don't always you know not every player has, but because he's not super consistent, he doesn't seem to get used a lot. And I fear I fear he's gonna you like you say become a forgotten man at Liverpool. He probably needs to find a sort of more middling club, perhaps. Yeah, I agree. So, someone like. Um... Back to Man United, but then we're, we're not middling. We're we're relegation we're relegation fodder. So I, I think someone like Newcastle maybe could do really mm. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think Newcastle. Um, no, not Burnley. I think someone else at the right there. Newcastle, Southampton. I think Southampton. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. another good, being a good one. Yeah, but I mean, his his pass was mesmerizing. It was a great pass by uh, for Shotter to score. Maybe but... even Leicester, you know. Actually, you know that is that, that that's, that's not bad. Shout. Him, him, Harvey Barnes and Vardy. That, that's a very good attacking three. That yeah. like, um, but yeah, no Liverpool. As I said Liverpool running out winners. Uh, Nat, as I said, Nat Phillips was just incredible. Um. For them, uh, just some stats here. So only Aston Villa in 1897-98, when Carl was 33, have conceded more goals in the first seven league matches as reigning champions of Liverpool have. Um, since David Moyes' first game back in charge of West Ham in January, the Hammers have dropped more points winning positions than any other side in the Premier League. So defensively, David Moyes is crap. And... <laughs> Only Fernando <laughs> Torres in 2009-10 has scored more goals in Liverpool's opening centre match of the Premier League season than Mo Salah's seven this campaign. So, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, Salah's got seven goals already, and that's not being heralded about. Yeah, and it, it, it's, I mean, granted, probably all of them have come from me flopping on the floor. Uh, <laughs> flopping like a fit. Oh God, I was just one job thinking. Flop on that deck and flop like a fish. But um, no, it does feel like that. It just feels like he's, he's quietly going about his business this season compared to other seasons where he's just absolutely bang goals in for fun. This time he's just, I don't know, it just feels more um, clinical the way he's yeah. doing this season. He's a funny striker though. He'll go a long period where he can't stop scoring, but then he'll have a long period where he doesn't score for ages. And then he'll have another long period where he starts banging them in. He's, he's He's weirdly consistently inconsistent. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he, uh, yeah, strange player, but he, he's, I mean, Jesus, I, I think he's, when he's on pure strikers. He, when he's on form, he's really good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when, when he's on form, I think he's one of the best players in the world. It's just that he's that good. Um, but we move on now to Sunday, and for me, the game of the, the, game of the weekend, Aston Villa versus Southampton. Southampton really gave four three winners after being four nil up. After being three nil up at half time, um, Villa pulled it back with two goals to stop it. It wasn't enough for them, thank God. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I just, I do want to praise uh, David Beckham Ward pros this game. Yeah, he had an excellent match, didn't he? These three kicks are just incredible, aren't they? He's an, he's he's un, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable player. I think he's the best I've seen since at least Pyatt. He's probably better than Pyatt though. Why in terms of free kicks? Yeah, in terms of free kicks, obviously, yeah. Nothing ever beats that Pyatt free kick at Palace. I do not know how we did it. Oh, 
he, he was a very talented player. To this day, I do not know how Dimitri Payet scored that free kick. Because it was it it should not have happened, what? but it did. It's <laughs> look, <laughs> look, I love it. But um, no, um, Southampton just raced into uh, said a three 0 lead. Vestergaard scored after twenty minutes. Ward Praise with just two, as said, two beautiful free kicks. Um, and then in the second half, Danny Ings scoring to make it four 0 after fifty eight minutes. I was concerned for Danny Ings when he went off. Yeah, hopefully he's not too long because I mean, yeah, reports are saying really need perhaps him. not as bad as he first feared, but it doesn't look too terrific. No, I mean, if a man deserves a, if any man, any footballer deserves a break, it is Danny Ings mm. <laughs> because the injuries he's had, um, I think it derailed his career, especially his Liverpool career. Because I think he, if we stayed fit, I think he could have been a, a, an important part of that Liverpool team. Because he's a he's a proven goal scorer, as he proved. Yeah, he's a very good goal scorer. He really is. Oh, he did. But um, do you know just a stat bit? War praise. Do you know he's only twenty six? He's, he's been around forever. It feels like. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels like he's been around forever, doesn't he? It does. I mean, he's he's twenty six years of age. I think he's played a ridiculous amount of games already for Southampton, and it feels like now he's actually getting to his peak, and it feels like he's a really, really good player. And um, I, know, I know that the free kicks were, were great, but they also the, the corner that he, he, he whipped in for Festergaard's header. Beautiful, beautiful corner, beautiful cross. Um, and yeah, um, I was very happy after 58 minutes. I wasn't happy after 62 minutes. <laughs> uh, when Tyrone Mings scored. It's not. It's uh, not a great sign when you you four nil up and you nearly throw it away, is it? So Everton's run of hot form has come to a screeching halt, losing their last two matches. Yeah, it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a. Was this a bit of a surprise, Jude, that we lost to Newcastle? Not really. Not after. Not not as big a surprise as the Southampton loss. I thought they might have bounced back, but um, no. Um, it's I don't know what's going on at Everton. They they looked really really good at. Um, Earlier in the season, and um, yeah, now they've lost two matches on the bounce. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure what what's gone wrong. Did Hammers play? He didn't play. I, I was going to say I don't know if that, that could be the difference because last week he missed most of training. Um, only just sort of made a starting lineup and didn't quite look didn't look quite at it, and. Um, in this match, he didn't play, so perhaps perhaps that's the uh, the key factor there. What, what, because he has been incredible for them. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny you say that because it does seem to be a bit of a trend now. With particularly this weekend, you know, if if your star player is not firing, a lot of the teams kind of seem to struggle. Um, yeah, a lot of teams do seem to heavily rely on 
one or maybe two players, which is all right when they're playing well, but when they're injured or they're having a dip in form, it's uh, you, well, you soon get found out. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame for Epson because I was really enjoying them watching him play. I mean, it's, it's good to see Calvert-Lewin still have a really good run of form. I, I think he's you know he still kept up his goal-scoring exploits. Yeah, um, but uh, yes, and what about Callum Wilson? He's he's looking like a, a great sign-in for Newcastle. Yeah, uh, two goals again today. One one a penalty, but but still, he's he's looking like an inspired signing from Bournemouth to Newcastle. He's he's perhaps getting the goals that they've been, you know, they were missing last season. Yeah, I have to be honest, I, I was quite skeptical when he first came in because I was like, really, the, the Bournemouth guy? You, you, you like, I, I wasn't too sure if that would really. Yeah, no, I, I was the same as well, to be honest. I wasn't super convinced, but uh, he's proven me wrong so far. Yeah, and it's, it's Newcastle is a very weird team. They seem to be doing better defensively. Um, I mean, Alan St. Maximan hasn't been firing like I thought he would. I would have thought he'd be doing a little bit better. Yeah, he's... He's he's another one of those. I, I I keep feeling like I'm repeating myself, but he's another one of those that's quite inconsistent. When he's having a great game, he's almost unplayable. But he doesn't do it often enough, really, does he? No, not really. Probably it's... why he's only at you know he's at a club like Newcastle and not at a, an Arsenal or, or Chelsea. Yeah, I heard rumours we were gonna, we were going to go in in for him instead of Pepe. And um, I mean, it's it's clear to see why. And I mean, I hope he's kind of just like a Traore. You know, if he kind of gets firing and finds a bit of run of form, maybe he can kind of become like a top class player for Newcastle. Because I, I I think they could do with another one besides Callum Wilson. Yeah, I'd agree. But again, it just shows you um, how the sort of form have ended, how uh, Villa's. Run a form of ended. I mean, Southampton didn't look particularly great when the season started, but they seem to have found form and they're winning. It it seems a very mm. unpredictable season. It, it feels like anyone, um, maybe apart from uh, a couple of a couple of teams, but <laughs> near the bottom of the table. But it it feels like anyone can beat anyone on that day. Yeah, I mean, well, this is something that's kind of alarming to me because I was looking at the table today, and you have seven games played. And a certain team is in 15th. And they are. In due course. But yeah, but you know, regardless of that, they're still only nine points behind leaders Liverpool. Yeah, it's not not a million miles away. I mean, we are frankly still early in the season, but nine Mm. points can can prove to be a lot these days. Um, Once. Once you lose a few and a team gets uh, a bit of momentum, it, it can be really hard to catch up these days. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't think it's insurmountable. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I feel like the last three seasons, like we're so used to Man City or, or Liverpool being like ten points ahead of second or something. It's just yeah, and you've seen it in the few seasons gone by as well that teams that won the league, they've only. They've only lost one or two games, haven't they, as well, throughout the whole mm. season. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more unpredictable. And to be honest, I'm quite enjoying it. 
Uh, I'm not sure we'll see that this season. I think I think the team that wins the Premier League will will lose more like four or five. The way yeah. the way it's going, anyway. Um, I might be proven wrong. That's just a prediction. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, should we should talk about the Spurs match before um, we kind of get yeah, to perhaps the we should actually Sunday. not quite in order. Um, I was a bit mixed. I picked the only game recently that Son doesn't score or assist him to <laughs> triple capt to triple captain in. So that that worked well. I don't have a lot, a lot of luck with Spurs players in my in my uh, FPL. It, I certainly know. <laughs> they, they never score when I put them in my team. And then as soon as I take them out there, they're scoring hat tricks and and all sorts. I think yeah. I feel like giving up on Spurs players is a bad job. They just I don't mean, like me. I mean, and, and to be honest, I don't really like them. So uh, I'm kind of <laughs> not doing good for Understandable anyone. Understandable, you know, if you used to but. It's just, just like yeah. it's just annoying. Like you know, like they're not going to win the league. Why can't they just be shit? It's kind of funny when they're shit. <laughs> you know, it was funny when they when they threw away a three 0 lead against West Ham. Like I don't know, but I mean, you know, I'm glad that they scraped by to beat um, Bryson. Oh, have you seen the, the penalty shout um, for Tottenham? Uh, I'm afraid I haven't. No. See, I saw it just because I was kind of interested. You know, I I followed Tottenham a little bit just because you know. It's, yeah. it's kind of like you know, it's, it's like it's like when you follow like your ex and you just and you just hope the worst for them. Um, so I, I, was, I was looking at the penalty and I it's a really weird penalty. So just to describe it for you, um, Kane backs into one of the Bryson players, and the Bryson player jumps over him to try and head the ball, and he misses. Which you know it it it, it was a foul, but like. It's one of those I never thought I'd ever see be given as a penalty. Yeah. Just because it is not on purpose at all. And I don't know. It was very strange. It was a very, 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 very strange event. But um, yeah, Harry Kane's keeping up his form. And Regelion looks like a head of a head of a player. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that we can come to a proper agreement with Real Madrid for him. Because... Uh, he would have been great at United, but we didn't like the idea of this buyback clause. And that's understandable. So, yeah. uh, but Bale getting um, his first goal since his uh, comeback, so that's good for him. Hopefully, that'll um, give him some confidence. Um, hopefully, it won't. But yeah, I guess we'll see. And um... And what about Tarek Lamptey scoring again? I mean, he he looks a hell of a player for Brighton. I must admit, I can't, I can't see him staying there, there long if he continues this form. Yeah, well, he's um he's a Chelsea um loanee, isn't he? I think. Oh, is he? Right. I think That's so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looks they've like... got more players on loan than a lot of players have in there. But <laughs> 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 teams have. And yeah, uh, top of that, like so. Yeah. Oh, that's Chelsea for you. That's the trouble. I mean, they've got so many good players, Chelsea. It's it's hard to see where some of these loanies will will slot in if they if they went back. They become like the British Real Madrid. They they just have fingers in so many body pies. Mm. Um, Carl, I I I think it's time. Yes, uh, it, it, it is. It's time to go to Monday's matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are you ready? 
Yeah. All right, you know what? I'll I'll go first because I'll be I'll be quite nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got a huge amount to say in a in a sense. Okay, fair enough. So we're talking about the you know one of the famous rivalries in British football, Manchester United versus Arsenal. It was a pretty <laughs> it was a pretty boring match. Um, it was. I, I I I was almost falling asleep watching it. It was uh, a horrendous match to watch. Yeah. So it was. Arsenal went back to a back three, um, kind of our, our basic four, like three four three kind of setup. And Man United played in. in I, I've never seen you play in this formation before. Like I think it's a four one. Two one two, I believe. Yeah, I, I don't know what he was going for, to be honest. But whatever it was, it didn't really work. Yeah, I, 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 I think you would have been a lot better if you had a three up top and just a three wingers trying to like get past, you know, hold like um past Bellerin and Ke- mm. and um Saka. I, I'm really surprised you didn't go that direction. Um, but you 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 just couldn't get a hold. Of match really, but until like the last ten minutes, it, it was quite alarming to see. So I thought you would have absolutely dominated us, and we would just kind of break you on the counter attack. Yeah, no, I watched the match, and it, it did seem to be all all Arsenal, apart from uh, a few chances here and there. We we seemed to give the ball away quite a lot. Mm. Try to move forward. Fred's looking out of sorts again. I mean, he, he, the Parts last season, he, he played. Re- he seemed to play really well, but he's looking back to looking hopeless again. To be yeah, honest. well, it's weird because Fred was kind of playing in almost like a Jorginho role mm. when, he, when he's playing with Sari. Like, but Lacazette kind of just marked him out of the game. Which I mean, Lacazette was pretty useful, useless for the whole game besides marking Fred. But it, it kind of stopped him playing. I think if you got Fred in yeah, the game, I think he really could have. But if that was his role and job for the match, then he he, he did well. Really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, I was reading an article about it, and it kind of there's a quote from it which kind of I mean, kind of spoke volumes. Like Arsenal didn't really have anyone who's like who used their individual brilliance. It was kind of they played with a structure, and Man United kind of have relied mostly upon upon the special people to kind of get them through so yeah it's it um, a really weird one it, it's very strange and it's strange how we play we seem to be playing so well in the Champions League I mean we played really well against Paris Saint-Germain we played really well against um Les Pig who uh, you know then we're talking about Champions League finalists and semi-finalists in those two teams mm. Um, um, yeah, at home in the Premier League, we we seem to be hopeless. I uh, don't quite understand the inconsistency and why it's not clicking. Is he is he trying to be too clever with his team selections and his setups? Is it because he can only really set up to play counter attacking football away? Uh, I'm I'm just not too sure. But Summit isn't really clicking. No, it's it's he weird. He shows signs that he can be a good manager, and he seems to be one of those that 
every time he looks like he's in trouble of getting sacked, he'll 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 pull a victory out of his out of his ass to save his job. But I, I don't know if he's got the the, te- the tactical know-how and the consistency to to retain his job long term. I don't know what you think. It's I don't think he's a terrible coach. No, no, I'm not saying that, but is yeah. he top team quality? I mean, I know it's early in the te- early in the season, but you know, to be fifteenth and only on seven points and to have lost three games already, it's not it's not good enough. Yeah, I mean, to us, I don't think you. I thought actually, defense defensively, you were a lot better than I thought you would be. Yeah, we seem to. Have, from the start of the season, where we're looking very shaky in defence, we seem to have sorted that out somewhat. Ever since Tottenham, I think you've slowly, slowly improved. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, in, in the end, it, it came through a mistake through Paul Pogba. Um, he's been getting a lot of stick, Paul Pogba. And I, I quite like him as a player. I think he's incredibly talented. Um but it feels like this debate has been going on forever. Like, what, 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 do, what do you do with him? I don't know. He, he, for me, he's playing like a guy who still doesn't really want to be there. But there's uh, a lot of other clubs because his form's not great at United and he's such a high wage. It, it puts up, you know, it's putting off a lot of clubs actually going in for him. So he might have to stay at United because there's nowhere else for him to go he'll pay that sort of um way you know that sort of salary for him yeah well he's, so. he's contracted you to you guys till 2022 isn't he mm. so i, I don't I... know there's some uh whether it's you know he, he doesn't believe in the manager or you know how he's asked to play or where he's asked to play isn't quite isn't quite quick and he's not enjoying it I, I don't honestly know but we might be missing Martial a little bit I mean that's that's been a difference as well in the Champions League obviously he's not banned so he's been able to play and then in the Premier mm. League he's not played for a few matches so that might not be helping us going forward either yeah I mean I, I want to give you two players who I completely forgot were even playing and that was Rashford and McTominay, and then later Cavani. They just didn't seem to be there at all. Like I, I don't think I heard McTominay mentioned once in the whole game. Yeah, but he's one of those that uh, he, he sort of goes about his job quietly, McTominay. So I'm not too worried about that. But when you when you're forwards aren't really doing a lot, that's that's when you really worry. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, you you took Fernandez off, and Pogba yeah, that was a decision. Normally, he'll stick by him mm. for a whole match because he's one of those that can unlock a can unlock a door or come up with something something special to to win a game or or bail you out. But there you go. Yeah, some of it wasn't clicking in that match and. Uh, I think you have to put it down to the manager not setting the team right because you know the they played so well in Europe. You know they're, they're obviously capable of playing much better than this. So mm. some, you know, so I think I think you have to look at the 
the manager and maybe he didn't quite get it right. I, I feel like he expected Arsenal to play a certain way and then we kind yeah. of... Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if he thought we were going to play a four-three-three because we have been playing that recently. And but it's just you, you know you're playing in a formation which I don't think I've ever seen you guys play. And yeah, yeah maybe as well. Sometimes managers trying to try to be too clever for their own good, don't they? And yeah, we try and play a, a system, and sometimes it just doesn't work. But you know, I just want to give a lot of credit to Arteta. Because he's, he's had limited experience as a manager, and when Arsenal announced they were bringing him in, a first team coach at first, um, mm. I wasn't because you were in such disarray. I wasn't sure he, he was going to be the man to turn you around, but he really has. He's he's done such a good job, and you look a million miles away from the the team you were under. Emery and uh, was it Lundberg they brought in? Yeah, for like, matches. For like that was two an odd one. <laughs> well, he was, um, I think he was an assistant manager at the time. So it's kind of just like a, te- a caretaker thing. Oh, I thought he came from somewhere in Sweden. Uh... No, yeah, I, I think he's been in the coaching setup for a while. I think he's left now. Um, mm. But you know what, actually, I have to give credit to him because I think he's really transformed how some players have acted. I mean, Mohamed El Nene in this game. Absolutely immense. And if you if you ask any Arsenal fan before the summer who they would have sold, I think El Nene probably would have been first on the list. But he, he was running the whole game. I think in the 37th minute, I saw him chasing down Luke Shaw, like sprinting at him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, mm. like, how's this happened? And also, this is the first time we've beaten you in 14 years. Yeah, Old Trafford. It's, uh... Yeah, no, Old, Old Trafford, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy statistic that you haven't won there for so long, but it's also worrying because um, a lot of these funny sort of records started to come undone when Moyes was in in charge. Teams beating us, uh, Old Trafford that hadn't beaten us for like fifty years were were beating us all of a sudden. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long we can stick. You know, I don't want to be one of these that says. Ollie out and, and oh, I hate this kind of people. I know how to get to the second of a manager in that in that sense, but something's got to change. You know, Man United can't be fit even this early in the season. Man United can't be fifteenth no. in the Premier League and lost three games already. Uh, what well, I mean, up to lose six all season last year. I know it wasn't many. We lost less than I think we lost less than City. We just drew a lot. It's yeah, just, it's just <sighs> it's it's not it's not good enough. Something's not quite right somewhere. I think still. the sad thing is, like, it doesn't matter if you even like sack Holly because I think this problem is still going to be there. I mean, you still have players at the club who probably shouldn't be there on a high wage. Like, I don't know why the hell you signed. I mean, I know why you signed Cavani, but I think. I, I don't know why you didn't go in for like someone like Thomas Party or Gabrielle. Well, you definitely had resources to, and, and I think mm. you have a lot more attractive history than you than us. I I don't know. It's just it, it kind of is baffling to a certain extent. I think it, I think it goes far beyond Ollie, which is kind of slightly worrying. Oh yeah, definitely the recruitment process and the people who bring the players in, like Woodward, it's uh, it is a little bit of a mess. Yeah, Woodward is um, as much as I love saying his name, uh, he's he's 
he needs to he needs to go. Paul but you know, you know we're, we're just repeating ourselves. We mentioned this before. You know these yeah. problems before on the pod, and they're there. They're not going away anytime soon. But as I say, this the consistency isn't there. As I say, you can't tell me we're not a good side when we beat in Paris Saint Germain and Red Bull Leipzig. You know Leipzig. Yeah. Oh, Leipzig away in such convincing fashion both times really we looked the better team and then in the Premier League we've we've just looked so poor I do think it's all good doom and gloom because at least the defence is looking a lot better and I think that's definitely been your week that's definitely been your week spot Mm. I think hopefully you can kind of get a run of games to going when it all kind of flows together but um, yeah and I mean I think we've talked a lot about this now Um, I'm going to take over Reese's duty as stat man of a podcast and so I'll, I'll give you one more this is the first time a new Arsenal manager has won both of his first two games against Man United oh, I wow. think since George Chapman in the 80s I think so. yeah as I say we'll find out soon if uh, my theory on Martial is correct yeah he's he's ahead of a player um also, one thing. Also, I think um, we have the lowest goals conceded so far this season, and we've played City, Liverpool, and Man United. Yeah, uh, he's really. Arteta's really brought, as you were saying before, he's brought like structure to the club. He's an organisation, and you're playing like a like a team now. Mm. Uh, I'm really, tr- I'm really struggling not to be kind of. Smug, but yeah. I mean, also, also well, fans have been blame you. Can't blame you. We've had your, we've had your number for so long now. But yeah, exactly. Anyway, I think we need to move on to Monday's games uh, or today's games because we are recording on Monday, and we'll have to start off with Fulham versus West Brom, Albion. Um, Reese isn't here, but oh. um, I'd have said this anyway if he was. Uh, if West Brom can't beat Fulham with Fulham's current form, I think they're doomed. Yeah, I, I think they're in so much trouble. I mean, Fulham are just so crap. I think I, I would put any money on West Ham beating them two 0 because they, they seem a lot better attacking wise and they seem a lot better at defending. Yeah, I mean, like I've said, I've, again, I'm repeating myself, but. I watched the first two matches and early on in the matches West Brom looked quite decent and they concede and then they, they just sort of fell apart. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought they might put up a bit more of a, a fight against Fulham because Fulham have looked really poor but to lose 2-0 in, in the fashion they have, it, it doesn't it does not bode well. Yeah, Against all elite United, I think they've really fucked up. So I don't know how they lost to them. Um, but I, I have to say, I think um, Fulham have recruited pretty well. You know, Lookman looks like quite a player. And on paper, people like, um, oh, what's his face? The Chelsea lad. Lost his cheek. Lost his cheek. They, they got in. Yeah, he's, he's not a bad player. Yeah, he's a good player. <clears throat> I think they did well, did well bringing him in after. I have to say, um, but I don't know. Both teams I can see going down in all, in all honesty. Yeah, it's it's a shame. So I, I I have an affinity for Fulham, but um, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll watch his space. I mean, who knows? Maybe something will change. And maybe, just maybe, maybe one of them can win the league. Strange things has happened. That's all I'm saying. Strange things have happened. But I think Bilic has got to be worried for his job at this at this juncture. Yeah, I, because I, I would. Yeah. The boards of these clubs, they 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 don't sort of hang around and they do panic when the uh, relegation's a real fear. And I know it's really early in the season, but West Brom, they 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 they, they, are, they are in desperate trouble. Yeah, I mean they have talented players. Like you, you think they kind of rescue something. But mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that who who are they gonna sign as manager? Sorry? Who who thinks who are they gonna sign as manager? I can't think I can't figure anyone. I don't know. Yet. I don't know. Uh, I mean probably nobody probably nobody Reese would like because it'd be one of those sort of managers that have to that sort of play boring football. But <sighs> it's the sort of football that Churns out one no results and keeps you in the Premier League. So what do you want? Do you want to stay in the Premier League or do you want to you want to go back down? <laughs> you have to you have to you have to make these decisions, don't you? Yeah, big 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 up Pulis, I say. Bring it, bring him back. It's gonna be someone like someone like that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's back. May, may I have the floor? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, your your team, you your much. match. I'm putting myself on mute. <laughs> right. I'm scared for the first time this season. Um, it's seven games in. We haven't got a win. Um, we got absolutely dominated by the team that everyone thought was going to be the whipping boys in the Premier League. Um, we haven't got a Premier League quality squad. We really haven't. Um, I thought getting the core back of the squad, keeping that, would have been really, really good for us. It hasn't worked out that way at all. Um, Ivanovic, yeah, he brings some steel into that defence, but I don't think he's enough. Um, Carlin Grant, yes, he scored goals at Huddersfield and Charlton, but that was the Championship and League One, respectively. Um we haven't got a plan B. It doesn't seem like Bilic isn't happy with Hagaza being sold, which is an absolute fucking joke uh, because the one area of West Brom struggling, they get rid of one of their best defenders at the club makes total sense. Um, I can see Bilic walking and I can't see us. I'd take 17th. I really fucking would take 17th. I can't see that even that happened because I can't see where that win is going to come from. Yes. Yeah, we played good football against Chelsea and Everton. Yeah, well done, lads. Well done. You've been shit since then. Brighton, it was comical, the own goal. We got, yeah, granted, second half, we come out, we, we, we were lucky to get a point there. I, I genuinely can't see this win coming anywhere, and it really, really bothers me. It does not worry. If you were going to get a win, I would have put money on it being today against... Fulham or Monday, if you're not listening on Monday. <laughs> um, so I just, yeah, I, I, again, like you say, I, I don't know. And, you know, banter and joking aside, I, I am quite worried that West Brom are just going to go straight back down unless something drastic can be done, whether there's a player that can be brought in. And the, I'm assuming there's still going to be a January transfer window, even though things have been messed around because of coronavirus. Um, not because we're not locked down and you can't bring players 
move players <laughs> around. I don't know, but um, you need maybe a managerial change is needed. Um, no, don't know. Some no. got you need some somewhere. I would. I. 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 I mean, it's Billich. No, should not get sacked. Um, he did wonders. For he, his he will if you don't get a win soon. He will because that's what. These clubs do. They, they, you know, there's so much to be lost through getting relegated. They, they press the panic button whether they should do or not. Well, this is a manager who sacked Darren Moore when we were fourth in the championship. Well, I know who sacked Darren Moore when we were fourth in the championship. So fucking yeah, I. This is a, a gutsy lie. Uh, I, I think he's been to like three Albion games his whole tenure as an as the Albion owner, and he just feels like he doesn't care about the club. It doesn't. Um, I mean. I know you two go on about you got shit owners. Um, we've got we've got a billionaire who will not pump any money into this club. When you say we can get some people in January, it's fucking free transfers and loans. That's all it will be, and it's it's worrying because I can't. I mean, I can't see a player who can say say, oh, I want to go play for West Brom. I want to go and help West Brom survive relegation. I can't see that happening. Would you, would, if if you if you were that player, yeah, would you two go play? Would you two go to a relegation battle? It depends how much money you gave me. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, try, yeah, but it, it's West Brom. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll give you three buttons and uh, a charger. That's what we give you. You know what? Hmm. Like the only team I could possibly see you buying pe- people from is probably someone in the championship. Probably someone like Bournemouth. Like, yeah. I mean, what you sign Daniels? Maybe I don't know. But again, though, this is the thing. Though. This is the thing. It's you play for Bournemouth. Bournemouth are flying in the Championship at that point. Yeah. Would you want to risk playing in the Premier League next season to join a team that could be relegated to the Championship uh, come the end of the season? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you could have afforded him. I mean, we were just singing Callum Wilson's praises before he's someone okay. you, you could have perhaps done with. Yeah. All right. Callum Wilson for thirteen million. He's been quid. awesome. I mean, I wasn't too sure about. Um, Newcastle buying him, but he, he's been awesome for him so far. Yes, I completely agree with you. Um, Find Andy Carroll, I say, Jesus. I mean, you need, you need someone. No, I wouldn't go that far. Right. <laughs> I, said, I said this. I said this throughout the window, and you took it back me up. This, I said, Troy Deeney. Oh, yeah, he, he'd yeah. be brilliant for you. Hundred percent. Troy Deeney is pre- he's proven. He's a proven goal scorer in the Premier League. He's a nasty bastard. He was not afraid of mixing it up with defenders. He's got a bit of bite about him. He's got Premier League quality. And no, we go and sign fucking Hal Robson Carnu's nan or something like that. <laughs> and, I, I, I think you have no chance of signing him, but I, I think I think even like Tottenham I think he's Tottenham level of the player. Nan? No, um <laughs> I maybe even Anne, I don't know. Um, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I, Unless I, you can get someone, your other option is trying to get someone on loan. Um, but again, it's the the, the big teams are only going to loan out the kids, and I, I mean it's nicely to them. Yeah, they're probably immensely talented, but they've not played. They've not been in that position of being in a relegation yeah. battle. And you, need, mean, like, but... you need, I mean, you're there this season, so um, yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm just, just saying, it's just not good. It's not good enough for United to be 15th and seven points. But you don't worry. You don't worry as much because you, you know, we're not going to get relegated. I don't care what people say. <laughs> but you, you do look. 
You do look like in, in proper danger. Yeah, and it's seven games in, and it's that bad already. Um, but I am. I, I know. I know. I, I kind of had a go at YouTube yesterday, and I do apologise for it because I'm doing the same thing tonight. No, no, uh, I don't blame you. I mean, we do feel a bit like poor little rich kids moaning about <laughs> Arsenal and Man United when you, you know, you're. I mean, I am a rich kid, but yes, West Brom. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, it could be worse for all three of us. We could, I mean, I mean this, I, I, Anthony. If you listen to this, I mean, it's the nice way possible. We could be, we could be fans in that league yeah. that are struggling to survive, still survive in the football league. We're on about fucking surviving in the top pre, in the Premier League and dropping to the second division. It means nothing compared to that. I mean, look at Southend, look at Bolton, look at Macclesfield, look at teams like that that have had. Look at Saints Town. We're not even non-league now. We used to be um, South Conference. Let's journey back to what I said, but <laughs> <laughs> but like you, those teams have had financial trouble. They've had shit owners, the player, the, the administration, stuff like that, and. I always think, oh, it could be worse. And it could be worse. I could support, I, I could be a fan of a team, I could be a fan of fucking Morecambe, but I'm not. Yeah. I support a team that is consistently in the Premier League or the Championship. And it, 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 when people say, oh, we're going to get relegated, from the fucking Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting relegated from the Football League, which, which is unfortunately what could happen to teams, that happens to teams down there, and it's devastating. And I think what I think that's what fans need to realise, especially Albion fans and stuff like that, is yes, we had nine good years, we had nine years in the Premier League. Nine very good years. We played um great football, we had great players. It's not that time anymore. We need to move on. And that's what I meant by my comment yesterday to you two when I said, Look, come on, lads, you could support a shit team. And I think we, what we need to do as a collective is is leave the past in the past. I know it's hard to. But leave the past in the past. I just focus on going forward because I think that's what it is. I think you need to, you need to. Uh, I think that's the biggest fan. The biggest thing with football fans is they live in the past. And yes, it's very easy to live in the past when you've won, when you when you used to win league titles and trophies and Europe and shit like that. But it's not that case anymore. I mean, for my yeah, team, yeah. My my point before was, and it is still is the past technically, but it was only a few days ago we were. We were comfortably be beating Champions League semi-finalists. Red yeah. Bull, uh, these, <laughs> this, but I can't say the same. Leipzig, uh, Leipzig, and um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then um, it's not just the fact we lost to Arsenal, but it's the way we lost. We were just so inept. We, you know, but Arsenal completely bust the map. I, I really don't think you were that bad. You were in some places, but I don't think you were. Oh, I think, you, you, it wasn't Tottenham yeah. levels. No, I, I think what it is, I think what it is for Man United is I said, I said this, um, I, I had a conversation with uh, with our esteemed leader, Rahul, and he, um, he's, I mean, we both agreed on this point, which is shock horror for me and Rahul, if you listen to, I mean, <laughs> Cole knows this. We agreed that Man United are very good at playing against teams that that, are, that attack, that, yeah. that, 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 that they leave spaces where Martial, Rashford, uh, etc. can exploit. But when a team like Arsenal did, when a team is that compact in defence, and Partey and Al Nenny, fantastic in the middle of the park. But yes. when when you when you play against players like that, and Man United can't break them down, and there's no plan B, it, it just it, 
you're going to lose games like that or you're going to be frustrated to draw games like that. It's not... It, it's Oli has no plan B. And what he does with his plan B is he brings it on with fucking 30 seconds to go and it, there's yeah. no impact there. And it, it, I, it, no, no, when you're making, I think, sorry, make substitutions, what, the 70th, 73rd yeah. minute or something like that, it's not enough to make a real impact in the game. It's Especially not. when you needed to change the tide a bit earlier on. It's, uh, it leaves yeah. it too late. And also, i uh, just going to bring up Paul Pogba. Man United fans right now sh- uh, shitting on Paul Pogba, saying that his time at United has been like having cancer. Fucking ridiculous. I'm going to put this out there, yeah? There's a reason why Paul Pogba had a fucking international team built around him, and it's still built around him. Because Didier Deschamps knows how to play Pogba. Give him a free reign in that midfield, yeah, and he would be superb. He's not a defensive midfielder. Mourinho played in there, he couldn't do it. Ollie's played in there, he can't do it. Pogba needs to play in a free... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they're so determined to make him into this defensive midfielder. I, I really don't. He showed he showed last season, and that's why we played so well. Um, last season, after lockdown, he... They seem to give him a bit of a freer role, and yeah, um, mm. United really benefited from it. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, we we played so well after lockdown. We um, we qualified for the Champions League, and we were expecting to to move forward, and you know, maybe not challenge for a trophy, you know, the Premier League just yet, but to at least. Close, you know, start closing that gap, and we look as far away from it as as we ever have. Yeah, I agree completely. I think uh, Oli's been in charge now for a hundred games, and have my United progressed under Oli Gunnar at all? No, is the answer. Yes, they've bought some players in, but there's only so much that Bruno Fernandes can do. It, it, it's United. I mean, it's very easy to say United should. Oh, sack Ollie and all that, but let's be honest, who the fuck would want to take that Man United job right now? Because it's... No, it, come on, it, well, they always do. We say this about teams all the time. Oh, we would want to work... Who would want to manage Chelsea because Abramovich just sacks managers for fun when they don't win? Who <laughs> would manage such and such a team? And they, they all... You know, they, they always find someone to to take charge. So, okay. You know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go in that. It's still Man United. But managers are still... You know, managers will still come and try their hat at it, even if they don't last very long because they can't cope with Woodward's incompetence in the in the transfer market. Okay, then who would you take? Anybody. <laughs> I'm applying for the job. Um, <laughs> um, I said, I mean, I said this um, when Moy's time looked up, um, and I've, I've been saying it. I think Puck's the man to to give it a go. I, I, you know, I wanted him before he went to Spurs, and I still think he's a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a talented young manager. You know, he's proved he can do well in the in the Premier League. He got Spurs into a Champions League final. Um, he, he's, he's certainly got uh, pedigree. The only thing that lets Pochettino down, yeah. You didn't win anything with that that Tottenham team. No, but no, also I think uh, that. But also Tottenham struggled to sign any players at all. What? No, I don't think it was. That, I, I don't think it was signing players because what they did was basically they built a squad and they thought that squad was good enough and that squad evolved mm. and it got it got older and more into their prime and then what happened was those they realized oh shit these players are getting older 
and we haven't actually signed anybody in years. So what's going to happen here? And yeah, yeah, I think he peaked when he got to the Champions League final. I think he did. I don't think. But then that's the Tottenham never won anything. The Tottenham never they got to one final in the years he was there with that team. That team should have got to. They should have challenged for an FA Cup or a League Cup, but they didn't. And the see for me, the only manager that could actually do well at Manchester United, yeah, is Didier Deschamps, the manager of France. But he's not going to leave France for Man United. And well, you, mm. you never know. The law of United and big bucks might just might tempt him, but I don't know. I I kind of disagree with you a little bit with um, Pasatino not winning. I mean, Tottenham have already always been on the peripherals. Uh, they've had a lot of decent managers who've never quite done it, and Pasatino got as close as anybody. Um, yeah, I'd, One day. I'd give him a shot personally. Um, I'd give Ollie a bit more time yet, but he's, he's, it's worrying that, like you say, I, I do agree with you. He doesn't to be a one-trick pony, and when teams can counter or play, you know, teams play against us in a way that doesn't allow us to counter-attack or whatever, he seems to be lost. Yeah, it's I not agree. Good, it's not, it's not good enough at this level. He, you know, you've got to have more than one one plan. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And moving back to West Brom, I I, I think I, I, I think that we, we we kept the core of the team. I thought that could be, could, could be enough. It's not enough because it's a big job for the Championship to the Premier League. I just really hope we can start pulling some results out of our arses soon, but I can't see it happening. But, you know, it's seven games in. Seven games in. Stranger, things, be- that, stranger things have happened. We stayed up bottom of the league at Christmas, so that's that's one thing. So I'm just gonna we we did the great escape in 2005 when I was 10. Yeah, I mean, as I say, um, don't you can't rule anything out. It's just the fact you lost yeah. so convincingly to Fulham that's the worry. That's the the worrying part. But maybe yeah. that'll give you the kick up the ass you need. Who yeah. knows? I mean, there's still time. There yeah. is still time to make it better. Oh, there is. I'm just going to say the shit kit, shit result. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So we need to. We we have been. Yeah, you know, we're running quite long, so we need to get on to the next match. The final yeah, match. So, yeah. Um, so we go to Leicester versus Leeds. A light, like kick off. Leicester winning four one. Leeds after beat dominate Aston Villa three 0 the last game just capitulated against a very good Leicester team that mm. seem to win away but can't win at home. <laughs> yeah, it's such as me and Liam touched on before when you, you disappeared. It's been a weird um, season. It feels, as we said, apart from maybe one or two teams rooted at the bottom, it feels like any team can beat any team on, on their given day. I don't think playing away from home means anything anymore with no crowd. No, no. Uh, uh, I, I think stats have shown that it still does count to a certain degree. But I think maybe for some teams, maybe it's not there. I, for me personally, I don't think it is. I think some teams, I think some teams thrive on a crowd, and some teams don't. And and I mean, are, are the pitches slightly different sizes depending on where you go? I'm pretty sure. Some, yeah, but they're still they're still in the parameters of what they can be, and I assume that. And also, they do a bit of warmth on that pitch to begin with, so they, they get a little bit used to it. So I I I mm. don't think that's a factor at all. Um, I I just think. 
I think no crowds for me. It doesn't matter if you're playing home or away. There's no atmosphere. You're just playing in another stadium. That's all it is. You're not. It's 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 the same ball. It's the same grass. It's the same uh, concept. What you got to do. And if there's granted the atmosphere, there could change for home teams and away teams. But for me, travel like, too though. Travel can be a bit of an issue. It's England. It's not like they're travelling fucking 3,000 miles for each game. Well, I mean, you say that, but then when Arsenal were playing Man City at the start of the restart, we, I think we had, we, we got on a plane like an hour before the match or something. It, it was something crazy about that, but like, for whatever reason. Well, that's their fault. The poor management of their travelling. I agree with Carl. Yeah. That's absolute bollocks, that is, to leave it that long. You deserve to lose. Honestly, I think we left like three hours before, and I was like, why, why are you getting changed in a bloody, in a bloody plane? Like, oh my God. They deserve, I mean, they deserve to lose. But yeah, Leicester winning 4-1, convincing winners. Um, but before we go, um, I don't think we need to do a big topic this week, because I think we just fucking covered it. United are shit, so West Brom. But it's not good, so I'm, I'm happy at least. Yeah, I mean, okay, that, 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 that can actually be a topic. It's, oh, uh, I'm gonna say, yes. Mm. Okay, that, that that's it. Have Arsenal progressed um, under Arteta in all areas, or is it just defensively? Not all areas, no, absolutely not. But I think defensively is a major thing. I mean, a lot of a lot of good teams have. Um, well, Trophy-winning teams have been built on good defences, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I could say this about Arsenal, yeah. Scalacci. Juru. Sendor. Andre Santos. Um, I can say those players. Absolute shock. But what I like about Arteta is Arteta has actually rejuvenated the era and Arsenal have been shite since fucking Colo Torre and Sol Campbell left. Yeah, they, like I, I don't really get that scared when Mustafi comes on anymore. I don't know how that happened. Uh, neither do I. Cause I, I, I think he, I think he just like, I'm here, I'm me. Yeah, we'll just give a little crazy guy running around. Certain players uh, seem, I don't know. I mean, certain managers seem to be able to get the best out of certain players. I remember when uh, Louis van Gaal was at Man United, Chris Smalling looked uh, a different player. He actually looked like he could defend. Mm-hmm. And then when van Gaal got Sacked. Smalling went back to to being shite again. But at well, Roma, then, he's been, you know, when his loan at Roma was so successful that they they pulled out all the stops to and eventually bought, you know, bought him on a permanent deal. So yeah, but he, he's still he's still money, isn't he? No, 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 he's permanently. Um, Is yeah, he? I thought he was still there. Oh, no, no. What's up? No, he's permanently at Roma. So, yeah, uh, yeah, 13 million. Oh, I didn't know. So, that. Okay. But I think Arsenal's signing, though, best signing they've made, is Albany back? Because <laughs> absolute revelation. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at one point, I mean, last year, his career at Arsenal was done. He went to Besiktas, was looked like he was going to leave permanently, comes back. Arteta gives him a role, and he's just not looked back. But you know what it feels like? It feels like when Cockerland came back. Because when Cockerland yeah. came back, Cockerland's incredible. Then he went shite again. <laughs> it's, it's really... Well, the weird thing about Cockerland is I think he used to be like a winger 
Like we, we we played him on, on like the left, I think, against Man United when we lost eight two, and I think it's just like. But oh. El Nini, El like he's always been like fine. He's always been serviceable, but this season he's just something's changed within him where he just seems like he seems like a like a CDM now. He feels like proper CDM. I, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. It feels he feels like uh he just somebody, feels somebody's like... checked the doping on like, on El Nini. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Egyptian dope smuggling team. Uh, <laughs> so, before we go, we to the table. Uh, Liverpool top after seven games, 16 points. Leicester second with 15. Tottenham third with 14. <laughs> Everton fourth with 13. Everton just looked to be found out. Um, well, we were saying, because you, you weren't there, um, I think, because... Uh, Hamas has been injured. He only just made the team last week, and he—I don't think he played this week. But yeah, he, that seems to be the difference. So far, that seems to be the difference that perhaps they're missing him. What a play to miss, though. That's the thing. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I take it we've seen the, the, the transfer news that Isco is being linked with fucking um, <laughs> uh, Everton. Isco. Oh, just just imagine this: Isco, James Rodriguez, Gore, oh, Allen, and Richardson. It's scary, but we carry on. Southampton fifth with thirteen, Wolves sixth Woo. with thirteen, Chelsea seventh, Villa eighth, Arsenal's, Arsenal ninth, <laughs> City tenth with the game in hand, uh, Newcastle eleventh, Leeds twelfth, Palace thirteenth, West Ham fourteenth, Manchester United fifteenth, sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham 17th, Sheffield United 19th, Burnley 20th. I'm not saying who's 18th because yeah, it brings... Who was 18th? Sorry, I, I think you missed that. Let's switch off. Oh, oh, wait, okay, all right, all right. Look, Liam, let's not get bogged down with who's finishing where. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need the details, it's fine, it's fine. No, let, let's, let, let's not get bogged down with these, these, these pointless facts. So... Um... <laughs> I hate you two so much. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We're not losing a, a team called um, WBA or an 18th. I don't know who that is. So you, I think you're fine. Wankers, bastards, arseholes. This is all Liam. I've not said anything. How <laughs> dare you? No, you and Liam, is a, you're, you're a collective. When you take, when one of you goes against me, it's both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. This is a utilitarian regime. Okay. When when Mies is away, the mice will play. <laughs> yeah, but back now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, a frustrating week for for me and Carl, but a good week for Liam. Yeah. Uh, but before we Wanker. go, uh, should we do our plugs? Liam, you can go first. Uh, sure. You can follow me on Twitter at rogue underscore opinion. And you can follow me on Instagram at, you know what, you can follow my meme account at, grepe, at, at grepes on those crepes. There you go. Fuck's sake. Carl. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me at Carl, Carlos underscore fire 80 at Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the brand at Rogue underscore opinion on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, check out our website. Um, there's various links on Twitter to our website, but it's Rogue 
Rogue Opinions 20, because Rogue Opinions was already taken, so I just took a number in there. <laughs> 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 WordPress. <laughs> Com. So please check that out. Brilliant article. Um, charting October's Premier League action by Anthony. So check that out. Reese took a, his first ever article up there recently about the top 10 intercontinental champions to become WWE champion. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out the website. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Arsenal995. Um, until next week, guys. Um, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye.